The following Hello, and welcome to the commentary for Season 4, Episode 3 of The Kingery. I am uh, Chris Stoddard, the director, and with me I have Pete Milan, the writer. Hello, Kingery pals. I'm leaving. And this episode is called Romantic Notions. Yes. And uh, we learn a lot about uh, some romantic goings-on at the Kingery. We, well, not really at the Kingery so much, since this is actually an episode of the Kingery where we don't actually visit the Kingery at all. It all takes place on Earth. Yeah, well, you know, technically I think Tommy is the Kingery. <laughs> Tommy carries the, ting- the Kingery around with him. Yep, in his pocket. So right now we are listening to the previously, and uh, uh, the previous episode we met uh, Brian O'Ryan, who uh, I guess is planning on having a uh, a date with uh, uh, Maddie. Yes. And, well, that has nothing to do with this episode that we're discussing. We're just bringing it up. We're just throwing it in there. Yep. Um, oh, I can uh, see problems sorry. with that already. <laughs> That's how it starts, you know. No, no, I'm sorry. It's and uh, in addition to that, uh, I guess we're right into scene one right now. Yes, we are. And uh, we meet uh, a new character played by uh, Andrea Fontenot. Yep. Plays uh, uh, this wonderful woman character that uh, I'm not going to spoil the name. Actually, I guess you've already listened to the episode, so you already yeah, know. Yeah, if you if you're if you're listening to these commentaries before listening to the episode, that you're you're broken inside. So we'll just go. Damn it! I better stop doing that then. <laughs> uh, so that's uh, she is playing Sandrine Shaw. Sandrine Shaw. Yep. And blacked out like she did an awesome job. I loved her uh, little bit of a southern accent in there. It uh, threw some stuff in there to uh, contrast. Uh, Tommy's accent. So, where did Sandrine come from? Well, um, you know, just takes all my time. part of the outline this year was that we were going to give Tommy a uh, a uh, a female companion, a uh, a love interest, if you will. And uh, I wanted, well, we all wanted uh, her to be sort of the opposite of the kind of girl he normally goes with because. You know, all the all the women we've seen him with in the camera so far have either been Maddie, where they hate each other, um, and uh, and prostitutes. So uh, you know, it's uh, one of the things that you know we wanted to do was to make sure that uh, she was really nice. Not that the prostitutes aren't nice; they're lovely people, and you know, Maddie's a lovely character as well. But you know. Normal, I think, is the word I want there. That, that yeah. she's, you know, very much a uh, a normal person, and she okay. is. So she is. How long is she so uh, now we have uh, yeah, Doctor Fred, who is played by uh, David Alt. Yeah, I was, I was shocked to hear that actual David Alt. Yeah, uh, I had some I had some problems uh, with the uh, getting some uh, uh, recordings, and so David was here, and I had lunch with him, and he's a really awesome guy, and he. Offered to do the lines for me right uh, there. Major. You know what I, I figured because he was, I believe he was staying with uh, with M around the time that this uh, this episode was recorded. Yep, I took advantage of that since uh, uh, M is so close to me, 
and she works Remember? within walking distance of me, so uh, I made sure to meet both of them for lunch quite often. Anything, please refer him to me. Thanks, sugar so, oh, and uh, Major, Major has her line back! Yes, that was the other thing I, I, I personally really wanted to get in, that... Because uh, when... when when uh, Major first lost her leg, uh, it was written into the script that, uh, you know, she was clanking around on this metal leg, and it didn't occur, you know, it didn't occur to us until well after the outline was uh, was set up that, you know, this is a future where you can switch bodies. Surely they must have, you know, mastered this technology by now. What about it? So, uh, and it actually made more sense that, you know, they actually could get it fixed, but they were just broke. So uh, that sort of played into uh, all of, you know, last year's stories. Yeah, broke or busy. I mean, the last season was kind of busy at the end. Yeah. So, uh, and we find out Major uh, has a very uh, strong libido, or at least she's trying out her leg. <laughs> yeah, Major is doing the opposite of the walk of, walk of shame here. This is this is the stride of pride. She. Uh, this is this was the first thing that uh, that first scene that you know came to me when I uh, got my assignment for this uh, for this episode. I you know don't know what that says about me, but. Uh, Last night sounds I thought it was funny. Eventful. Yeah, I thought it was I thought it was no, great. Uh, let me just rattle off some names here cuz we had David uh, Alt as uh, Dr. Fred. Um, who else do we have here? We have uh, this is Dr. Uh, Layton played by Michael Liebman and we had Marcus earlier who was played by uh I believe. Let's see here. Ugh, everything doesn't scroll. Uh, Marcus was played by Peter Cat. Mhm. And the name's just random. Anyway, uh, see, in the funny thing. Yeah, you chose a lot of people, though. Did all this happen in your room? Well, I, uh, you know, I. It's when when I wrote it, you don't want it to be too many. If you go if you go one too many, it just becomes, you know, a little gross. I think we stopped at uh, just the the right amount of people. Oh yeah, I think so. <laughs> um. <laughs> and then, of course, I guess we end, at least with the romp, with Nurse Kelly, played by Deborah Adams. <laughs> this was a great scene. It was so much fun to mix because of the banter between you and Major, and it, it was just, it was just an incredibly easy scene to mix. I don't know what, whether it's uh, I'm getting better at mixing lines, but the last two scripts, have, I've found it really easy to mix the lines together. The dialogue is just flowing so easily. Yeah, I think uh, the uh, the dialogue's uh, it's getting a little better this year. I think, I think I know next uh, the script for uh, next episode, which is by Alicia Maslin, was, I was really impressed with uh, what, she did, what she did with that. Yeah, I'll talk to her next month, because she, she upsets me with, uh, with that script. <laughs> she upset you? Uh, oh yeah, it's a little long. <laughs> it's. But that's wow, it's 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 weird to have, hear you say that about people that aren't me. Anyway. <laughs> hey, uh, recording is a different scene. Uh, set, you know, uh, for Batman, I don't care about uh, recording long lines. But when I'm mixing uh, uh, long scenes, it, it gets monotonous. I have to break up the scenes. So well, I've been, I've been, I've been, but I've been guilty of that for uh, for the Kingery as well, writing uh, scripts that are just way too long. Yeah, this one clocked in at about three hundred lines, which is uh about fifty more lines than what I'm used to. 
thought about that. That's only that. 20 pages, uh, I mean, 20, uh, 23 minutes long, so... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I can definitely... A lot of it is just go, go, go. Yeah, a lot of your dialogue uh, that you wrote is just, you know, it's on top of each other. And in fact, some of the places here, uh, you'll notice that I've actually had the dialogue completely overlap, because it, it seemed like two conversations happening at the same time. So, oh, and we meet Yamada Taro. Yes, the new head of the Shimizu family. Now, I went, I went, I went looking on uh, Wikipedia for uh, for Japanese names, and the first name I saw was Yamada Taro, which is, I guess, the Japanese, if Wikipedia is to be believed, the Japanese equivalent of uh, John Smith. Oh. So, uh, make, make of that what you will. That is great. Uh, and we have Yamada Taro being played by uh, Vincent Morrison. Yes. not that bad either. He's coming over. Meiji, you think you can overcome your devotion long enough to, <laughs> you know, shoot him if you try something? What? If you don't know by now that I'll shoot somebody... And it was, uh, it was great uh, seeing how both uh, uh, Cassandra and Major are pretty much fighting over him and be like, he's so gorgeous. Well, <laughs> oh, they're, you know, I don't think any of them are either of them make a move, but they're, you know, they're admiring of him. Now, uh, Vincent, uh, in all the auditions I got for, uh, because I did a bulk, I mean, there were a lot of new characters for this uh, episode, so I just did a bulk um, audition and then just picked and choose, and uh, Vincent came the... I wanted somebody that sounded somewhat like Shimizu, but not entirely like Shimizu, so I wanted that deep voice, um, and Vincent came in, you know, smack dab of what I was expecting to hear for somebody who might be related or around Shimizu yes. enough that he picks up the, the way that, uh, that that cultured voice. It sounds like he knows a lot about wine. Yep, <laughs> exactly. I awaited with anticipation, and I understand you will join your brother there, Miss Arkell. Yes, I'm leaving Earth behind. Earth will be all the poorer for it. May we meet again soon, Miss Arkell. Tommy. Yeah, some of the lines that uh, M gave for Major right there were incredibly funny. They, I, I hope they will make the... They, they should make the blooper reel eventually, but uh, uh, it was great. <laughs> Yeah, we ever had a blooper reel on this show? Uh, I know, I know. Um, Perry did one for last season. I haven't heard it, or he was planning on doing one. Now this this whole section uh, changed a lot from the first draft to the uh, to the final draft. Um, I think the first time around, he uh, Yamada didn't really engage in any physical violence with the uh, with uh, with Staten. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was commented on that, uh, you know, it was coming across as sort of, you know, yet another, just another version of Shimizu with better hair. And what I, what I wanted to get across is that this guy, you know, the only time we ever saw Shimizu in a physical confrontation with Tommy, he, you know, kneed him in the balls and then scampered away. Uh, you know, he was, he was perfectly content to hide behind uh, Ingar and let Ingar uh, take care of all of his problems for him. And, you know, this, you know, is trying to show that if this guy gets in it with Tommy, Tommy's going to have some problems. Mm-hmm. 
But you were told not so, to contact us, Mr. Stuckey. I mean, I yeah, we'll see. We'll see that. Well, I mean, they've already listened to the episode. I keep thinking that they're not. Li- they're listening to the episode with us. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, Yamada seems a little bit more aggressive than Shimizu. He's hands off. Yeah. So uh, we also have. Let's see. Miyamoto is played by uh, Ashwath Ganeshan. And uh, Levine is played by Kim Giannopoulos. Yes. Okay. I would have and of course, uh, Staten is played by Russell Gold. Okay. And we get more of that background of what Staten was trying to do with the driver last episode, or the episode before last. Yes. Now, I went back and forth uh, with this, uh, because it's such a long section of dialogue that uh, Yamato has, and I'm thinking, all right, I actually timed it out. So he said 60 seconds, the dialogue runs 61.3 seconds. So technically, that would be dead. <laughs> but, no, I mean, he can't really you know, time these things. I know, but he's, he's rounding up. Yeah, it, yeah. but it, it was just funny, because... Um, I had some choking sounds from uh, uh, Russell, and I basically uh, changed the pitch on it and then just looped it, uh, cha- changed the pitch a couple times and then just looped it over and over again so it sounded like he was continuously choking because he gave me this great, at, at, at the tail end of this, when he actually catches his breath, it just sounded so believable that he had been choking for so long and how he just barked out the words, uh, the next dialogue. Yeah. <laughs> And you will remember that, cliche though it may be, patience is a virtue. Exercise it. Would you care for a drink? A drink? You've been through a very unpleasant experience, I know. I've had it done to me before. I think we have some beer. You prefer beer, do you not? She just tried to kill me. Ah, well, I understand. (laughs) Gentlemen. Mr. Staten is suffering from shortness of breath. Escorting yeah, Mr. Staten. You're crazy. No, Mr. He's in trouble now. <laughs> he's just pissed off. Yamada. Ah, he's just getting a, a little, little object lesson. Hit me again. And now sound we effects by me. Yeah. Yes, uh, that was great. I mean, I didn't have to dig through uh, my huge library of sound effects. The Get some drink, uh, yes. holy. But uh, we have, uh, on the not side note, we have uh, the barkeep played oh. by uh, Ray Seltrelli. She's okay. okay. I think that's the last person. The last person. Physically active. How are you? I'm still standing. No, there's more. You know, progress. Good. Oh, oh well. <laughs> there's one more. One. Uh, no, two more. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I think two more. Yeah. We'll see. Well, I sort of was in the hotel business, but I never paid yeah. that much attention to that side of My it. notes here are not in order. I just realized that. Are you all right? Well, that's a hell of a thing to ask somebody. You just... You, you seem sad. I do? Yeah. I mean, you're not moping. I think it's funny, though, how in this scene... Um, I, I didn't really get this scene until I, I heard the scene after this. And uh, I was like, all right, so... Why is Tommy in a bar getting drunk before he's going to go on a flight? And then... Cassandra's going to come in, and yeah. it's the same thing. So I'm guessing it's a family trait of uh, not liking flying? 
Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's something they have in common that, uh, you know, neither one of them wants to, uh, you know, wants to go into uh, hyperspace or whatever it is that they have to do here. Um, yeah, it's, uh, you know, probably something they learned from uh, from their dad or their mom. Shared a moment of eye contact that we both forgot about a moment later. Guess we'll never know. No. Of course, it's it's incredibly funny how the entire time Tommy continually forgets to ask Sandrine her name. <laughs> well, he's not. He, you know, both times he sees her, he doesn't think he's ever going to see her again. It's just going to be, you know, it's it's like that little speech that she that she just gave that uh, they're going to share a moment and that's going to be it. Yep. She's cute. You should have introduced And then Cassandra's trying to push Tommy. Come on, you need a woman. Well, it's, not, you know, this is their first uh, their first scene together where they're not uh, you know, they're not really uh, nipping at each other the entire time. Yep. I don't get lonely. Major doesn't count. Anytime I get lonely, I can always hit the When's the last time you were with a woman you weren't I don't know. There was All right. So it's been a while. Maybe you ought to give it a try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What are you doing up anyway? <laughs> I want to have a nice buzz on before I get on that damn Ah, <laughs> uh, And now we are on the shuttle. Yes. Hello, ladies. And you're right. Here's the flight attendant played by uh, Julia Lithicum. Babylon Space Lounge, your last best hope of getting there on time. Excuse me. <laughs> oh, it's you. It's you. Yes, What's even on shows set in the far future, I cannot resist the good, cheap pop culture reference. <laughs> oh, yeah, take a seat. I'm, uh, At least you didn't throw a character in there from... Uh, much. <laughs> yeah, it would have been much, but it would have been funny. It's <laughs> probably more information than you wanted me to provide. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just a bit of a nervous liar. Me too. That's why I was in the bar last night. I don't, you know, I don't make it a habit of staying out all night getting benched. <laughs> Good. Oh, I mean, I'm not one to judge. It's fine with me. Whatever you want to do. Um, did they say the drinks cart was coming soon? Because speaking about benjaxed is uh, is Scottish slang for getting uh, getting yes, drunk. Sir? By the way, I wonder if you could direct the drinks cart. Yeah, I actually looked that up. Friend here could use a relaxer. But our listeners might right. not have. Absolutely, sir. It won't be a moment. What can I get you? I loved uh, Andrea's uh, reads on this. She really played the nervous. I mean, you can tell she's a little peppy, and uh, she had some lines that were a little bit more subdued, but the peppy ones seemed to flow as though she was nervous the entire way through. Yes. So it was a great take by her. Oh, I would drive myself crazy if I had to spend all day sitting on the beach. I want to get out, you know, see things I haven't seen before, do things I haven't done. Meet new people. And she just happens to be going to the Kingery. Yes, just happens. Must be headed that way too. Yeah, I live there. I used to own the whole place, and hopefully will again soon. Okay, see, I knew I knew you somewhere. <laughs> I remember I used to see you in their ads all the time. Yeah, my first and last time on camera. Oh, I don't know. I thought you were very photogenic. You did. A couple of drinks would really cover up the fact that I just said that. <laughs> well, you know. A good Bloody Mary takes time. So, 
coming off here, I was, I was, initially I had actually you can get used to anything put if you do it the sound effects for the actual plane or shuttle landing, and I realized it matched too much of the tail end of season three when the shuttle landed that I just pulled it and just uh, cross-freighted right in. I am Tommy Arkell, and I am. <laughs> this was some great dialogue here. <laughs> that's that's a lot. My one vibe. I'm a little bit of a close. Little bit. You've got a whole department store here. Oh, but you can handle it, right? You're Tommy Arkell. <laughs> You're mighty. I am. I am, and I shall now exercise my might. <clears throat> Major, go get us an autograph card. Possibly two. Yes, but I'm boy. Dumb. Impressive. <laughs> so I was wondering, uh, this is your first time at the Kingery, and uh, well, if you'd like, I make an excellent guide. Just a guide? Guide, dinner companion. I can show you where to get the best coffee. I would like that. Here, get out. Yeah, your when coffee. I uh, when I was originally trying to do this. Uh, Give me a couple days you know, get little. get these two uh, going together. I was going to have them continually bond over, uh, no matter where they went, they they found bad coffee. Thank you, little minion. And uh, that didn't quite work out. Yeah. But they would have tied everything a little bit in a different way. And escort her to find a cab, or possibly a tank of some sort. Not certainly, Mr. Arkell. We'll take care of Oh, yeah, that would be the baggage guy. That would be myself, because it was one freaking line. <laughs> I was like, ah, there's nobody else. Uh, I filled all the lines. Oh. Yeah, I, I know what that's like. I'm just like, ah, screw it. One line, I'm not going to waste somebody's time with it. He made an ass of himself. Of course I did. But women like that sort of thing. Shows a lightness of spirit. A man is willing to laugh at himself. She seems very nice. She is. She's very nice. What's her name? Oh, <laughs> shit. It's her. It's her. That's her number. Hello? Forgot something, didn't you? I um, I may have possibly forgotten to. Ask now with the <laughs> the way Perry had described Tommy, uh, nice to meet you, Sandrine. To me, when I first started uh, assistant directing, was that Tommy liked more antique items. You'd never get laid. So uh, like antique desk, antique chair, antique office. So radio in his office, yeah. Yeah, I mean, so. When I went with the uh, the ringtone for uh, Sandrine, I figured, eh, he might have an old time ringtone. A retro thing, yeah. yeah. And so I just uh, I modded it a little bit, uh, let it go. And we are now into the credits by the wonderful Bruce Busby. And the episode is over. I think that's about it. I mean, uh, unless you have something to add, Pete. Nope, not really. I uh, hope you all enjoyed it. Thank you, Pete, and thank you, everyone, for listening to the commentary. We'll see you next month for Season 4, Episode 4. See you then. Directed by Christopher Stoddard. Produced by Pendant Productions. This production is copyright 2010, Pendant Productions. The Kingery, created by Jeffrey Bridges, Susan Bridges, McCullough Eaton, John Harden, and Teresa J. McGarry. Copyright 2010, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit PendantAudio.com. Thanks for listening.